This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo here with my co-host, Tony Shore and Tony Marlett Jr. Good morning. It's been a while. How you guys been? Well, not Good. as well traveled as you, but oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, on well. vacation. So the two wife, Tonys held down the fort. You, yeah. you were out, right? Yeah, I had two weeks. Uh, my wife and I went out to see our son in Denver. Then we did the whole Yellowstone, the Grand Tetons. We had a conference wow. with uh, Grady and up in uh, Park City, Utah. So that was you know the impetus for all this. And then we uh, from there we went to um, uh, Zion, which is re- remarkable. And then yeah. from Zion we flew out of Vegas. So it was it was a lot of traveling. And but I'll tell you what, there's like nothing in the <laughs> in the West, you know, other than the major cities. There's like not even trees, right? It's just it's but it, you know it's a different type of pretty. But uh, sure, yeah. But it was but, uh, Park City, uh, Utah. Uh, Park City Deer, was nice. Deer Park, yeah. Utah. That's really nice, isn't so, it? So it's funny when we're in Yellowstone, we wanted to go on some hiking, right? So before we go on this hiking, there's this sign that says, "Be prepared for your bear encounter." I'm like, nope. Back yep. in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have your bear spray. No, nope. yeah. Back I was in the say, car. When I was in Montana, when I was in Yellowstone, uh, first of all, the the city. You're right. The city. We were in uh, Bozeman, and the city yeah, right. is there's like a block or two of it that's actually like looks like a downtown and like a typical right. bustling area. The rest of it was was pretty unique. I I liked it there, but you're yeah. right. I thought of the bear spray. Uh, we came across a lot of bear spray signs like that. You know, the garbage cans have uh, those lids on them that yeah, so like the stick out, so the bears can't get in there. Yeah, it was, but it's uh, um, I, I loved it out there. Yeah. I I really did. And it was hot, so we get to Zion. It's uh, it's a hundred, literally a hundred degrees, right? Oh. So we're we're traveling up this mountain. You know, we're like eight thousand square feet. And afterwards, my wife goes, you know, people took pictures and she goes, you got sweat all over your shirt. I'm like, it's 100 degrees. (laughs) God bless my wife. She's like the Energizer Bunny. The Energizer Bunny tells my wife, slow down, right? My wife can just go forever. So God bless her. But she, you know, she did a great job. She put that whole trip together. And wow, all I had to do was drive. But uh, it was nice. It was it was it was good. But it was you know, you need a vacation when you get back from the vacation, you know, that sure. type of thing. So I think that's something we should uh, institute here at Brookside as a vacation after you get back from vacation that doesn't count against your vacation time. And you said it, you, we have you on recording here saying that, that you yeah, needed working, it. Working here is like being on vacation. <laughs> so today I know we were talk. we were going to talk about uh, mutual funds. We really haven't talked about them. Some, some of our clients don't even know, you know, a lot of people don't even know what they are, but um so I think maybe we'll we'll hit some uh, and Tony maybe you could take some of the good points and I'll then I'll ch- chime in later maybe on the bad points. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, start off a mutual fund is really good for um, when you're first starting out. It's a good way to diversify, right? You, most most people when they're they're younger and they're just getting into investing, you like to be diversified, but you don't have enough money to buy a hundred different stocks, right? So right. Right. And this is relevant uh, because clients do bring in statements and a lot of times on those statements, you know, if it's especially if it's a former employer plan, we see a lot of mutual funds in there. Even if you're you're being you have active uh, management in other investment accounts with other advisors, you probably have mutual funds. So you're correct. It's it's a collection of investments within one fund that typically uh, sticks to a stated investment objective. So for example, if you have a growth fund, uh, you're gonna have different companies in there, Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Google, Amazon, Ford, Chipotle, like all, all these different companies that you're gonna I'm have sure in Ford. <laughs> well, I, I so was, you're not buying full, full shares of stocks, you're buying into a mutual fund that then take pools, pe- a lot of people's money to buy actual stocks. Is that how it works? Absolutely. So I'm trying to put it in lay, lay people, lay person's terms. So people understand. You're correct. That's correct, Tony. So you, you're putting money into a fund and you're getting professional management. So if I want to put in $50, yes, I'm going to be spread very thin, but it's a way to get started. And the idea is over time you build up enough where you know, maybe you have a few thousand, then maybe you have 50,000 and you're spread out amongst all these different companies. So you get uh, a growth from different sectors and different parts of the market versus buying just one stock. Sure. All right. So, so yeah. And there's, you know, there's like, there's only what, I don't even remember how many stocks are out there anymore. I mean, 10, 15,000 stocks out there, but you know, there's probably 30,000 mutual funds. So, um, but normally you'll see them in 401k plans, uh, you know, things like that. So it's easier to just pick a fund and kind of get uh, broad diversification instead of trying to pick individual and, stocks. Yeah, well, and I mean, one thing I think they're really good for is dollar cost averaging. Right. So, you know, you can take, in, in order to buy a stock, your minimum is one share, no matter how much that stock costs. If it's a thousand dollars a share, you need to put in a thousand dollars at least just to buy one share. For the mutual fund, you can buy fractional shares because, as Tony mentioned, you're getting broad access. They're pulling your money together to buy those shares. So it's like if me, Chris, and Tony, and a hundred of our closest friends go in and we all pull our money together, put in money to buy, uh, pick a stock, whatever it is. So obviously it's on a much larger scale. Oh yeah. We need more (laughs) people for that, Uh, but (laughs) it's on a much larger scale and they do it uh, multiple times, uh, you know, a lot larger uh, investments and a lot more people. And essentially they, they pull all that money by those funds. So it's a great way to put 50 to a hundred dollars in per week, per month, per paycheck, whatever it may be to get that exposure. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners, dollar cost averaging is a strategy. Instead of trying to time the market, you're going to just systematically invest, let's say from your paycheck every two weeks. And look, you're going to buy some a little high, you're going to buy some a little low, but overall you're, you're averaging out your costs. So sure. Uh, a lot of people, uh, here's the deal. A lot of people, and maybe a lot of our listeners are like this. I know my wife and I were before we started working with you guys. And that is, um, 
you just think you, oh, I've got a 401k or I've got an IRA right. and they don't understand that what's inside it is probably, they don't know. They just think it's somehow tied to the stock market. They don't know that it is a mutual fund or multiple mutual funds inside that 401k. Right. Uh, they don't understand what that is and how it works. A lot of folks don't. Yeah. And that's where you yeah. guys come yeah. in, right? A lot, a lot of clients come in. And I say, what, what investment do they say? I have an IRA. Yeah, like, exactly. So an IRA for, you know, the listeners, it's, it's just a cup. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you can see this. It's kind of like a, you know, a cup, right? It's just got a bunch of different stocks in it. So, uh -huh. um, so an IRA in and of itself is not an investment. It's just a, a vessel that holds investments, sure. right? So um, it really depends on what's in your IRA, sure. uh, whether you're diversified yeah. or not. Yeah, it's a garage. So you can put yeah. a car, a jet ski, a boat, a truck, an SUV, uh, a big wheel, all in a garage. A big and, wheel. and you're sheltered. <laughs> you're sheltered from what's going on outside, a.k.a. taxes. And then when sure. you pull it out, that's when you're subject to the elements. Sure. Right? So mutual funds, it sounds like they're a really good thing because it's a great way to uh, slowly purchase stocks, get into the market, dollar cost average your way in uh, rather than just dump uh, a lump sum per se, maybe, or um, it's also good because you can't afford to go buy uh, all these full shares of all these different stocks. So it's a right. good way to be diversified is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you get, you do get active management. So the difference, I guess, if, if somebody's out there saying, you know, we've done an ETF episode before, well, this sounds a lot like an ETF with a mutual fund, you're actually getting active management towards a goal. You're not just buying an index. An index is, you know, nothing more than a statistical measurement of how the market's performing at a time. You're not getting any uh, active management with an ETF, whereas with a mutual fund, there's a money manager involved. There's somebody on the back end making sure that the stocks and the investments within the fund are doing their job. It doesn't mean they're going to guard against losses. It just means that they're sticking with their objective. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and there's so I mean, there's so broad and there's so many objectives. Like you could have a growth fund, you could have a, a value fund, you could have, you know, I just want international stocks. I just want, and then the ETFs can get a little more specialized. Like I only want shares of stocks and railroads, right? I mean, so ETFs are, are generally could be much narrower than uh, uh, mutual funds because mutual funds, I believe, have to have it. This might be not be one hundred percent. I think they have to at least have a hundred share, a hundred different stocks, or two hundred different stocks because I think they can't have uh, more than like five percent in any one stock or something like that. So, um, so they that's how you get that's how you get this broad diversification. So we like them. It's really good for uh, you know beginner beginning investors to get into the market like like my kids i'm like look take something out of your paycheck every week and just put it away so they're they're most likely going to uh, buy mutual funds um and then you know as your portfolio grows then um, you get enough money i don't know maybe 150 dollars. um we kind of shy away from mutual funds and we can we could talk about why um no. Yeah, why would you shy away from mutual funds at that? Okay, point? so a couple of reasons. One, uh, people end up having, let's say you have ten different mutual funds. Sure. Right? So when you dig behind the name of the mutual, and the other uh, thing, and the name is sometimes misleading. You don't know, you know, the Blue Moon Mutual Fund. You really, you're not really buying Blue Moon, right? <laughs> right. So um, with an orange, right? So. 
<laughs> but um, so what happens if you have a lot of mutual funds and you look behind and we have we have software and, and back office uh, CFPs that can do this for us. Um, look, they all bought doubling up. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. We call it, you know, stock intersection. We call it. So, I mean, they they all have Google. They all have Amazon. They all got IBM. They all got, you know, Apple, Apple and, and, and Microsoft. And so, so when you look at it and we could run a report, you got 10 mutual funds, you bought Microsoft 10 times. So you pay those mutual fund companies, whatever their little charges to buy you Apple or Google. Mm-hmm. So when, once you have enough money, we're like, well, why don't we just go buy Google? Yeah. And I we mean, don't, we, don't, we don't need anybody to buy Google. Right. And sometimes, Google. sometimes then you, you're not as diversified as you think uh, you, you go, oh, I'm in mutual funds. That's really diversified. No. But if you're in eight different mutual funds, you're not necessarily that diversified. Yeah. You're diversified within each mutual fund, right. but not overall. So if you have multiple, we, 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 yeah. we call it our overlap report or stock intersection report. And people, sure. They don't really like a know. compass report. Is that no? I, it's, I think it's called their stock intersection report. Oh, so I don't it, know what it, the- it, it shows that like you have seven different mutual funds, but this is what they're actually buying. So sure. it'll show you that look, you have you bought Google six out of those seven funds bought Google, six out of those seven funds bought IBM. So, so our strategy is like we can buy them for no cost, right? We don't charge people to buy and sell individual stocks. We, you know, we just charge an annual fee. So there's no, um, couple things. There's no incentive for us to buy the pink one versus the blue one because we don't get paid e- either way. Right. So there's right. no head trash in our way to buy Google versus Amazon or something like that. Yeah. The other, the other thing, um, we, f- we find is, you know, uh, is there's a, the other nice thing about mutual funds, so I don't know if I can see this again. So this is your mutual fund. You got all these stocks in there. But the bad part is, let's say I want to get rid of this stock because it's mm-hmm. Facebook and I don't want to have Facebook in my account anymore for whatever reason. I can't pull this out of the mutual fund. I either have to sell the whole mutual fund or keep the whole mutual fund. Now, why do I got to sell off my Google and my Amazon and my IBM to get rid of Facebook? So when you have... Once you get to a point where you have enough money, you know, if we build a portfolio of maybe 50 to 100 different stocks for you, if we want to take out the yellow one in any one time, we could take out the yellow one and put another one in. We don't have to sell the whole portfolio to get rid of the ones we don't like. So that's it's a little more nimble to be able to kind of build your own mutual fund. And uh, so, yeah. And I mean, part of that too, you have with the mutual fund to your point, you're getting active management, like we mentioned before, but it's not necessarily customized. So they're following a blueprint, but it may not, you know, you're buying this growth fund over the years. Like you mentioned, if a $5,000 or a $1,000 portfolio has turned into a hundred thousand, you're still in that growth fund. The money manager whoever it is uh, that you're using, whether it's, you know, any different, any different mutual fund manager, they're not contacting you directly and you're not contacting them. They're managing the fund per the overall objectives of the fund. So it might be time for you, even though you're diversified within that growth fund, it may be time for you to say, okay, uh, you know, whether you're you're getting closer to reaching your goal or or you just want to be diversified so you're not as subject to market fluctuation, it's time for you to invest in something different. So 
it's not up to the money manager or the mutual fund in this case to do that. You're on your own. It's up to you to do that. Yeah. So the other thing, like when you deal with us, when we deal with grading who's our, our money managers, um, you know, we can talk to the money managers directly and say, hey, what's in this account? What's in that account? What's in this? Uh, you know, if you wanted to talk to the actual money manager Fidelity Growth Fund, um, let me put this politely, is you don't have enough commas in your account <laughs> to talk to them, right? So, I mean, unless you have a billion dollars in your account, you're not talking to Fidelity's actual money manager, right? Or a hundred million or something like that. So, um, so you know, it's a little more personal. We like it because we have somebody constantly watching the portfolios. You know, I, I have to say, you know, we shout out to Gradient. We use Gradient for a lot of our money management, almost all our money management. And during this uh, period from, you know, January to now, it's been what the worst six months, seven months in, since 1970, mm -hmm. I think I've gotten three, maybe four phone calls from our clients about they're worried about the market because, you know, their, their, their portfolios are tailored to them. We explain yeah. the risk, we explain, you know, how we position them. And I think they, uh, they're comfortable that ingredients done a good job to, you know, pick and choose what stocks and when to get in, when they get out, because, you know, clients, minimize, minimize yeah. losses in a year like 2022. Right. Yeah. I think if you look at uh, gradients uh, stocks, they came out with a report that uh, gradient investments uh, uh, was only down not even half of what the market yeah. The S and P was, down, and, and that's when you really, really you know, good. Yeah, I don't say you don't need us all the time, but th this is when you really need us, right? Like when the yeah. roller co when the roller coaster is going up, everyone's happy, right? Nobody yeah. needs it. It's just when it goes over the hill that people start screaming, right? So yeah, yeah. so you really need us more when you know when the money market's going down than when it's going up. But you know, we sometimes you just have to hold your hand, and hold on. You know, there's going to be another hill coming up the the roller coaster, so uh, we don't want people to panic when. Um, and that's really what what you pay for with uh, active management is to do better than the market. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean like you're gonna uh, crush you know, it, right? Crush the market by ten times. It just means just that over the long term, did you do better than than what the indexes do? I mean, the sure. other the other nice thing about the mutual fund um, again, if you have a collection of several hundred stocks in one. Um, one mutual fund, you know, if Google has a bad day, it doesn't necessarily kill your portfolio because you have several other hundred stocks and or NVIDIA. Should we talk about Pelosi and uh, <laughs> on this radio show? But NVIDIA. Maybe not. You might be watching. Well, you know, Pelosi's husband took a position in, yeah. in NVIDIA before they, um, you know, they're going to give them tens of billions of dollars to fix the chip issue but uh, yeah it's a whole nother uh, insider trading issue that uh, <laughs> we should talk about so i mean maybe yeah, i mean at this point that could be a whole nother show about martha stewart trading. yeah we can talk about yeah it's funny because my uh my, my poor mom you know years and years ago she she you know her and my dad you know just bank people they would never been invested in them. and uh one time my my mom says well i want to buy some martha stewart stock i'm like well, I mean, you know, martha stewart was pretty hot you know 30 years ago right and i said i really don't like buying stock that's dependent on one person yeah so you know we bought her some shares and then martha stewart went to jail our shares dropped and my mom's like well, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so she's kind of been out of the market since. So. That's just a, a lesson right there. Don't uh, invest emotionally. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like some people yeah. are like, I'm a huge Apple product fan. I love Macs. I love <laughs> Apple products. So I'm going to I'm going to put all my money in Apple stock. I won't go down. You know, I, even I, a great I, company like that, you don't want to yeah. put all your money in one. For basket. some reason, I, I won't go down the rabbit hole. I own nothing Apple. Oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'll be hooked in forever, you yeah. know. And, yeah, and like lot, me, lot, and we have people, everything but, Apple in. Yeah, but family. a lot of people love it. So, uh, and I love know. it. We have everything Apple. Everything we do is interconnected. Our watches, our phones, yeah, our TV. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be that connected. Like I have a watch that can connect me, and I'm like, no, no. I just you know. <laughs> and it's funny because you know, it, it, we're kind of our office, we're at Google. You know, we use Google stuff, but sure. our email and all that kind of stuff. Good. But it's funny because talking about Apple versus Google, we um, somebody bought us one of those um, Google Home things, right? Yep. So, and then we had that in the kitchen, and then we had somebody bought us a um, an Alexa one, right? So that was in the living room or whatever. So to to start Alexa, you just say Alexa, right? And uh, to start the Google one, you have to say Okay Google. You can't just say good. You have to say okay, Google, right? And I probably just turned. I was gonna say I think I just turned just, the one on in here. You just <laughs> so, turned on everybody's phone in the office. <laughs> so and listeners, so all the listeners, so, if so, you so, yell, so Alexa. this is funny, and it might even work here. <laughs> My wife one time said, "Okay, Alexa," and the Google one said, "I don't answer that command." <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can get okay, Alexa. So uh, it was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, so people are either Google or Apple phones. But like you said, you, you, you don't want to have too much in one in any one stock. But then once yeah. you get, you know, once you get a little bit of money behind you, you could kind of build your own mutual fund. And that's what we use uh, gradient a lot for. We might uh, like a, the gradient, the G50, the gradient fund is 50 U.S. based stocks that they feel that have growth or value potential. And then we have a, a G thir- we have a, a an I forty I think it too that's international stocks and then yeah. we have you know we have different portfolios whether it's growth or value um, I you know we're actually um, buffered index yeah I, I don't know if I I guess I could say it you know they're actually we're going to come out with a crypto one. Yeah. For all you crypto isn't, guys, that, so. isn't that interesting? Yeah, so that was uh, still high risk, though. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, yeah. so they, you know, uh, so, you know, maybe if you have a little extra money, you want to throw five percent of your portfolio on it, so it's going to be volatile. But crypto is probably here to stay. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure if people, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I was just at uh, at the gradient seminar. Well, it's been almost a year now, I was there last November, right before Thanksgiving. And they pretty much made a point to come out and say they have no plans to get in. Obviously, well, I was, that I was just there last that week. Has changed, yeah. But no, right, right. And I mean, realistically, it should be a part of portfolios. I mean, if nothing else, I think you were starting to say it. You treat it as an investment, even if you don't believe in its ability as a currency. And again, you want to stay away from going any more than five to ten percent. Ten percent is a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's very volatile. Yeah, part of yeah and I think they're gonna they're they're in a really safe where it's more of an investment. Yeah, in, you're not actually buying the that, coins, right? No. You're not actually buying coins. You're um, buying you're buying the companies that are running. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. So maybe we could get maybe we get Binger on here one time and he could talk a little bit about it. And I I, I was yeah. there last week and it was uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's still you know highly speculative and um, yeah you know so. I mean, you. Yeah, that's why, and that's why company. financial services professionals like yeah. yourself don't 
sell or recommend your clients buy directly in Bitcoin because of the volatility. You can't say that that's in their best interest, but uh, it is uh, the future probably of banking. And I think more and more people are uh, are seeing that. And that's the way uh, the monetary system is headed. So uh, investing in certain companies may be a good idea. But a small percentage. Yeah, it's the companies behind the, it's not actually, you're not not buying the coins, you're buying the Wouldn't you agree, Tony? I would. So, yeah, exactly. So, it's kind of like buying a... um, It's like buying the internet 30 years ago. It's kind of like buying a a precious metals ETF where you're buying gold, silver, uh, bullion. Like, it's, it's, you're not actually investing in those things. You have exposure to them. Yes. Through say an ETF. Yeah, the precious yeah. metals is is uh, interesting because you could either do what Tony said by the, those type of ETFs, or you can actually um, buy the physical. Come well, on, it's, right. it's the I same mean, concept actually, with yeah. with the bit with Bitcoin is yeah. you can actually go out and buy you know uh, a, a bit a a Bitcoin a, a Bitcoin a for a bit whatever Bitcoin. it is now twelve thousand dollars or whatever twenty thousand dollars I don't know yeah but. Um, you can go out and buy one or you can participate in the ETF that invests in it. Right. So you participate and, in uh, what it does. I think uh, gradients can, I think it might be released in January. So we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. But uh, again, mutual funds, Tony mentioned that they're really good for diversification, a good way to start off, good way to dollar cost, good way to get you into the investment mode. Yeah. And then once we, uh, I think once you have a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars $200,000, we could look at it. Hey, maybe we could just, tweak it and build your own mutual fund. So um, if you want to be a little more specialized, um, we could use ETFs for some specialization, but uh, you don't need to buy Google seven times, right? You don't need to buy Apple seven times. It's because, you know, I don't care what they're telling you. Everyone's charging you something. These mutual funds aren't doing this for free, right? No. And I mean, I know we're winding down here, but if we talk about mutual funds, we have to talk about the costs. So you're paying, a percentage per year called an expense ratio that the fund is automatically taking out of your investment every year. You're right. also paying a transaction cost upfront on most mutual funds right. uh, for that active management. So you may be paying a larger percentage upfront and a smaller percentage uh, ongoing, right. but you are, you are paying for right. that privilege for, for active management. And, there, and there's different share classes, ABC, sure. you know, that kind of stuff we could talk about when, if you come in, but uh, sure. So that those are normally based on how the commission's being paid to the agent. Um, we don't take commissions, so we don't, we wouldn't buy a shares or B shares, Right. So we right. would buy institutional shares so that you're not paying those fees. So, um, okay. And we're 26 minutes into this. So, um, all right. So Tony, um, you want to say anything, uh, Mr. Shore, before we leave? Or are you going to give us that radio voice so you can take us out? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I want people to contact you at Brookside Tax and Financial. Why don't you give that uh, phone number and web address for Look our at that. There we go. So Mr. Marlette's on top of it. There. For I those like of it. you who are not watching, uh, you can contact us at brooksidetax.com. You can schedule an appointment online if you like, or you can give us a call. Four four zero eight eight six three five five zero. That's four four zero eight eight six thirty five fifty. In the spirit of uh, adults remembering numbers, three five five zero is thirty five fifty. So we remember those last four like that. I was told that by an old sales manager. That's yeah. awesome. That's well, great. That's why the law office ends in ten forty. Yeah. There you. 
<laughs> That's perfect. All right. Well, listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our hosts, Chris Anselmo and Tony Marlette Jr. Thanks, all. See you. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.